Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Asking for a Friend, the podcast where we try to answer the big and small questions in life. I'm your host Elena and on today's episode, it's getting Christmassy up in here, or is it? Are you in the Christmas spirit or are you a certified Grinch? Also, Kanye West is all of us during this holiday season and how you can manage the pressure of the end of the year approaching. And for this week's main topic, my guest Leah and I tell you the secret to survive the holidays without having a mental breakdown. But before we do, let's get into our first segment. Have you heard that? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. You guys, I don't know. I'm not in a Christmas mood. I know this is probably comes as a surprise for all of us because I started this episode with a Christmas song, but I'm not feeling it. I'm I'm really not feeling it. It's it's gray outside where I am at least. There's no snow. There are Christmas markets, we have mulled wine and all of this, but I don't know what it is. The Christmas spirit is not setting in and instead there's this kind of dread of the end of the year because you're one of two people. Either you're the person who is running around now, has like the most crazy time at work and in your private life, getting all the gifts and like finishing up the last reports before the end of the year. Or you're the person who's absolutely relaxed, who's like, you know what? Now at the, at work, you're just kicking up your feet and you're like, yeah, it's the end of the year approaching. No one is doing any work anymore. There are Christmas parties and company parties all around. So what should we do? And I feel like, this year around, it's like there's so much going on in the world that I think that's the reason why the Christmas spirit isn't setting in. And trust me, I've been on my fair share of Christmas markets this year. But yeah, it feels like getting together with friends, having a good time. But it could be any other day of the year. Does that make me a Grinch? Because I love the holidays. And I especially love the movies. I love the really, really cheesy Hallmark movies. You probably know which ones I'm talking about. It's always the same generic storyline. It's basically big town lawyer girly goes to her hometown where she was sent by her law firm to take someone's Christmas tree farm away. And then, oh my God, she realizes that the Christmas tree farm is owned by her childhood crush. And now she has to decide if she's going to stick with her job or if she's going to be there for the love of her life. And oh, I, I know it's super cheesy, but I love it. And these are just great movies to just chill on the couch, have a hot cocoa or tea or something, maybe eat some chocolate and just chill. But even that hasn't set in for me this year. It's it's starting to worry me because I am definitely part of the those types of people of that that part of people who are just stressed right now a little bit. Not because I need presents or anything, because in my family we decided that only the kids, and with kids I mean literal kids, not like my mom's kids or my dad's kids, but my step nephews, that they definitely get presents, but all the other people like me, my brother, we usually donate whatever we would spend on Christmas for everyone else and donate it to a charity or to a cause that we choose. Or, yeah, you know, it's just about spending time with each other. And my family is as patchwork as it can get. My parents have been divorced forever. So there's Christmas with mom, there's Christmas with dad, there's Christmas with our patchwork family, with my mom's boyfriend's family. So doesn't get boring here. And I feel like my Christmas spirit is going to set in on the 23rd or maybe the 24th when everyone's here and we're cooking and have the music blasting. I think that's when it's going to kick in. Before that, I don't know. I'm just winging it, you know, spending time with with friends at home. But you know what really <laughs> what really is on my mind today. And I cannot wait to talk about it because usually I record on Thursdays, but I told my producer, Crispin, I was like, Crispin, I need to wait for one more day. I'm so sorry. Usually he gets my recordings, my intros on Thursday, so he can work on them on Friday. But I told him, I was like, please, I have to wait until Friday because Kanye West has announced that he's releasing a new album. And Obviously, you know that I'm a Swifty. So the whole internet, and maybe it's just my bubble. No, it was the whole internet. The whole internet was waiting for Taylor Swift to pull a Kanye. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm just going to give you a little bit of backstory. Back in 2000 and something, 
Taylor Swift won the VMA for a Best New Album. And during her acceptance speech, Kanye West stormed onto the stage, grabbed the mic and told her, Taylor, I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best albums of all time. Taylor Swift was absolutely traumatized after that. And she said that in her documentary as well. And she has talked about it in interviews as well, because she was like, she was 1920, something like that. She was so young. And so basically she had the perfect opportunity now because she is re-releasing her albums. And the next one that's supposed to come out that she has been hinting at is Reputation. So basically the album that she put out after Kim and Kanye terrorized her over probably a couple of months, a year when the album before the album came out and her comments were filled with snakes because they titled her a snake. And so this is a lot of background on the Taylor Swift thing. So why I'm saying she had the perfect opportunity to pull a Kanye West is we're waiting for reputation. And we don't know when that album is going to come out, Reputation Taylor's version. And how funny would it be if she releases that on the day that Kanye West is releasing his album? And so I really wanted to push this intro to today. Today's Friday, Friday the 15th. And I was waiting. I was waiting. I looked on Spotify, nothing. There was a single, just a single that Kanye released, but nothing from Taylor. And then I went on TikTok and I saw this video that Kanye was asked. So you promised the people that the album was coming out on Friday. And he's like, yeah, um, basically, I forgot. And the album isn't finished. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like Kanye West is all of us during the last weeks of the year. I feel like Kanye sounds right now, even though we know that, of course, he has serious mental health issues, which is nothing to laugh about. And at the same time, I feel like this is the great response that, for example, you can use at your office when your boss is like, hey, where's the where's the report? You're like, yeah, well, I forgot. So Kanye is all of us in the last weeks of December. And Taylor didn't drop anything. Did she know? Did she know that he was not going to release anything or like at least not an album? So he basically <laughs> pranked all of his fans. I'm, I, I like certain Kanye songs, but I'm not a fan. Taylor Swift, different story. But I was just like, ah, oh, that's what I waited for. But the, the TikToks are already giving me life. Like um, TikTok went in there and ate it up with the, with the stitches and... Basically, a lot. He, he lied about dropping an album and everyone. The memes are popping off, guys. The memes are popping off. And I'm here for it. I'm very here for it. <laughs> and, uh, but this is why I, I put this intro off. I cannot believe it. But nonetheless, um, so Kanye West is all of us during the last weeks of the year. We just forgot. We just forgot to be productive. We just forgot to chill. Basically, we did all that, which gives me the perfect segue into that's mental. Because today I want to discuss something with you that has been on my mind um, for the basically for December. And I give you a little bit of background. So in October, November, I when I was in London, I was truly hustling my ass off in London. I was going to all these events, meeting up with new people, scoping out what else I wanted to do with my business. After a couple of months that where I was really low and where I was kind of in a mental breakdown over the summer, it felt really good to be back, to be back and doing something. And then I promised myself, and I even said that to um, a couple of my friends back in London, I was like, you know what, in December, I'm going to go home and I'm going to chill. I'm going to relax. I'm going to give a couple of yoga sessions because that is something that I want to do more. And other than that, I'm just going to take some time for myself. Map. That did not work, guys. <laughs> it's the end of the year and I feel like I'm not measuring up. Who is with me on that? Who is with me on that in not feeling like you're doing enough? You're not as far ahead as everyone else. And how could you? Everywhere online and people like basically everywhere you can read it, you can see it. People are sharing what they've done this year, the milestones they achieved and the successes they had, how much clients that, especially when you're an entrepreneur, people will post like a year roundup, which can be so cool and so 
inspirational, but it also, if you're not in the right mindset, it can really put you down. Like it can really make you feel upset because we tend to compare ourselves. And then you see these people that are like, oh, I made 100K this year or I made 200K this year. And one month was like a 10K month and the other month was a 50K month. And then we're like, oh, damn, like I didn't do that. I did not make 50K in a month or even in a year. And so it comes to the end of the year and we're thinking, shit, should I just hustle more for the last two months, uh, for the last two weeks so I can, so I have something to show the world? I say no, but it's also hard because I had a certain plan for this year, a business plan, like a plan for which Q1, Q2, Q3, the milestones I wanted to reach. And I can tell you, I didn't meet them. I did not. And part of me, is really upset about this, is really frustrated with this because I knew I probably could have done it, but I didn't. But the other part of me tries to be really kind with myself because you guys, we're in a recession. It's harder to amass wealth. Everything is getting more expensive. So that's the point where I'm at right now. I'm in this limbo of being kind to myself and telling myself, well, I still did everything I wanted to do this year. And I didn't hit my milestones. There's this trend on TikTok right now where people share all the things they failed this year. And I actually like that better than the ones where you had successes. So what did you fail at this year? I can tell you mine. So I failed at keeping, like sticking to a routine. I started journaling and basically... A kind of journaling where you do journal entries from a future point of view. So from an alternate life. I really wanted to stick with this this year and I didn't. I I think I did for a month and then I, I fell off. I just fell off because it wasn't something that excited me as any other thing that I did. Another thing I failed at was stressing myself less. I failed gloriously at that. Another thing I failed at was eating healthier. I probably ate so much more sugar than I actually should have. And I know why I did, because for me, it's a coping mechanism when I'm stressed. But that's another thing I failed at. I failed probably at so many more things. I failed at keeping my screen time down. My screen time is preposterous. I don't want to share that, but that is something I failed at. I feel like when we share what we failed at, and that doesn't mean you like huge things. I mean, yes, your marriage could have failed or you weren't as kind with yourself when it came to your people-pleasing tendencies. But I feel like it, it brings much more community and comfort to share what we failed at and making these failures normal because they are. They are normal. None of us are perfect. And if you see someone online that says they're perfect or they pretend to be, they're not. Trust me, they are not. Even if they don't realize it themselves. But when we only share our successes, and, and please don't get me wrong, share your wins. Absolutely share them. But share them and at the same time, acknowledge your failures as well. Make them less of a disappointment and more like a thing that's still a growth potential, a growth zone. There is still room for you to grow. And you know what? You have a new chance. And I don't mean the 31st of December. I mean, you have a new chance every single day. You can decide that tomorrow or this minute, you're going to start eating less sugar, reducing your screen time, being kinder to yourself. You can literally this moment decide there's always a next day, a next hour, a next week. You don't have an expiration date and neither do the things that are important to you. And that's what I always say to my clients as well, because some clients that come to discovery calls, they're not ready for a coaching journey yet. And then half of like six months later, they come back and they're saying, I'm ready now because it's not that my situation has changed, but I needed to look myself into the mirror first and truly tell myself that I want to invest in myself. No more excuses. No more, oh, I can't do this because of that. 
I cannot invest that money because it's too much. But then again, they like, they realize that oh, but I'm still I'm I'm spending money on on like going going for drinks every weekend. And is that holding me back or is that actually supporting me? So it's never too late. That's what I'm meaning to say with this. And if we're now at the end of the year, and I mean, when you're listening to this, it's just five days to Christmas. And if you feel like you're not measuring up, I want you to do just three simple things. The first one, share your failures with someone. Maybe with your best friend. Maybe it's with a colleague. And just look each other in the eyes or like sit together and write down, what did I fail at this year? And don't do it from a self-deprecating point of view, but being being like, you know what, this I didn't, I, I didn't. I didn't get to do that or I, I I did not do that as much as I would have liked to, but that's okay. Make it okay to fail. That's a big thing in my life, like accepting failure as something that's not detrimental, but that's part of the process. The second thing, write down the things that you are proud of this year. Maybe you're proud that you failed at something. Maybe you are proud that you are actually, you made it through this year. The small and the big things, write all of them down. And then also write down who did you meet this year that made an impact in your life. And then message them. Send them a, a sweet little message, maybe on Instagram. Maybe you sent them a letter or a postcard. And just let them know that they made a difference in your life. How do you like it when someone tells you that? Feels pretty good, right? So just imagine how everyone else, like how the people in your life feel when they hear that they made an impact on your life. So those are the three. And if you want to do something for yourself that has nothing to do with anyone else, I encourage you to write a future me letter. And you can do that over the website called futureme.org. And it's basically you can write a letter or an email to your future self and they're going to send it to you in a year. May You can also put down in three years and in five years. I have done this for the past five years and it's so fun. Every year I get an email from myself and it's probably going to arrive sometime around Christmas because I always write it around Christmas. And you can put anything in there. You can put messages to your future self from your past self. You can basically write down all of the wins that you have. And I always ask myself questions in those emails like, hey, are you still friends with that person? Are you still pursuing this or that? How is everyone doing? And Every year when I get that email, I just bawl my eyes out because you have this testament of a previous version of yourself asking you those questions. And that is beautiful. It's so beautiful. So I can encourage you to do that. I'm going to put the website into the show notes so you can actually access the website and try it out for yourself. And if you do, please let me know. Please let me know. I love to hear that people are trying out future me letters. And that is, that's mental. And before we get into the main part of the episode where my guest Leah and I discuss how to survive the holidays without a mental breakdown, I just have the info for you that next week there will be no episode because I'm going to celebrate Christmas. I'm going to celebrate the holidays and I'm going to give myself and Crispin a deserved break off. But before we jump back in on the 2nd of January with a solo episode from yours truly, I just wanted to say thank you. I wanted to say thank you for you guys listening because I've only been doing this for one and a half months now. And the amount of feedback and love notes and incredibly kind words I've received on for the podcast and my guests is overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. And I am deeply grateful for every single one who is listening for all of your messages. I'm deeply grateful for recommending the podcast, sharing it on your stories. You have no idea how much this means to you. And I could not do this without you. And I have so much planned for 2024 for asking for a friend. It's going to be a wild ride, guys. You've seen nothing yet. And please keep on sharing, keep on commenting, because that's going to help me get even bigger guests on here as well and go into more topics. And basically, I just wanted to say thank you. 
So before I get super, super emotional here, <laughs> I just wanted to tell you Merry Christmas. I hope you have a wonderful time, whether you're celebrating with your family, with your chosen family, with friends. My love goes out to you and Merry Christmas. So guys, this is the main part of our podcast as always. And today I am joined by the founder of The Other Box, a diversity and inclusion consultancy based in the UK. She's creating positive change, not only through her work, but also by just being herself. In 2021, she joined the coveted list of Forbes 30 under 30 amongst a ton of other awards. Which list would be too long for this intro to finish? I came to know her as one of the warmest and most welcoming people than when we first met in 2016. But we will talk about all of that. Welcome to Asking for a Friend, Leah Satar. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here, especially for this episode. We talked a little bit before and I can't wait to get into it because I think we have some good takes on this, especially because we both come from different cultures. So I'm really, really excited to get into how it is with your family, how it is with my family. But before we do, Leah, I asked you to bring two questions. No, I, I asked two questions. I asked you to bring the answers. First one being, who's your celebrity hall pass? I have too many, but... I think the first one that comes to mind is Jason Momoa, only because I just finished watching C on Apple TV and he was like incredible on it. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. What is it about? It's it's just amazing. So basically it's set like 500 years in the future and basically like humankind has destroyed the earth. So like people have kind of developed without sight. And so, and then slowly sight is becoming, is coming like, um, back into the world um but it's incredible because the fight scenes are amazing like it's um the storyline is is so like captivating like i really loved it um and actually not many people talk about i've, I've spoken about it but it's, it's such a good tv show and you get to see a different side of jason as well and so i think he's my whole past i moment. love that did you see all of his stuff um on snl no i've seen little clips here and there but i haven't watched the full thing the thing is, like, I love SNL and I love Jason Momoa. I some of his skits uh, uh, that might be my unpopular opinion. I, some of his skits weren't as funny as I would have liked them to be because Jason Momoa is just a fucking menace. And like when when he started his TikTok, I was obsessed with it because he's just so funny because he doesn't take himself seriously. But also on like I've not heard of that show. Also, granted, I don't have Apple TV, so yeah. I'm maybe have to get into that because. I also want to finish. Have you heard of the Buccaneers? Uh, yeah, I've heard about that. But also Apple TV is incredible for TV shows. I know. I, I binge watched Ted Lasso when I was in London. Yeah. Uh, the morning show is amazing. Yeah, they were, as well. they're really smashing it when it comes to uh, TV shows. And you know what? I actually, I need a new... I need a, need a new network, a new provider because I, I canceled Netflix. I canceled Disney. I'm still have Amazon Prime because Prime. But yeah. um, I think That's it might be time. It might be time to get up onto Apple TV. Yeah, for sure. I Not that. like it's bring this podcast or anything, but for sure. It's like, sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but Leah, okay. Question number two. What is your unpopular opinion? I have lots of unpopular opinions. But um, I think the one that I want to focus on is friends who don't value friends who choose not to have children or choose not to get married. Yes. Because I don't feel like we're kind of, we treat each other the same way. Like I think about all the time and effort and money I've spent on engagement parties, bachelorette and Hindus and weddings and baby showers and first birthday, second birthday, third birthdays. But I just don't feel like the love and the attention is reciprocated when it comes to acknowledging my milestones because I choose, I've chosen not to have children. I'm not married. And I just don't feel like we value friendships the same way. Or some people don't seem to value friendships the same way. This is a great callback to another episode, like two episodes ago. Because Micah asked the question, is it okay to not know if you want to get married or have kids in your 20s and 30s? And I second that unpopular opinion. And it's actually, I don't think it's very unpopular with a lot of people. Because 
as you said, we're spending so much money. But then again, I was not congratulated or received gifts when I started my business. You probably also didn't get like, what were some milestones you wish were celebrated? I think a lot of it is around sort of my career mm-hmm. or where it comes moving or like you know I mean buying a house actually maybe like um that kind of is included within this as well like there's just a lot of things yeah especially like in my career I've poured so much into it and it still doesn't seem to be as valued as it is to like oh but when you get married well you know what you're gonna do when you have kids and it's like well this is a path that I've chosen this is the path that I love and enjoy and it's um it's yeah I just kind of wish it was a bit more respected and yeah a bit more equal yeah I feel you on this I have I mean last year my business turned one and I I told my family about it and they were like oh that's nice yeah and it was actually my friends who showed up for me and they were like I got so many messages on social media because I I, I did communicate it there but there were so many people that were not in my immediate family that we're coming out and and yeah. basically being like, oh my God, this is amazing. And and that's the kind of people I want around me. And and yes, it is like, especially if you choose not to have kids, if you choose not to get married, because not everyone wants to, not everyone needs to, especially nowadays with us as women no longer needing to have a partner to do certain things. It's 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 up to us. Yeah, but I also found it, I mean, recently when I, I got a puppy in um, yes. the summer and I, I noticed it then, like I kept kind of joking, it's a big life decision and, you know, I've been wanting this for so many years and I finally got her and I think was, a few of my friends kind of really were like, um, you know, they bought me cards, they got her presents, it was really cute. Oh um, so like in my culture, like when someone has a baby, you bring across like, it's it's called Matai, it's like a sweet, an Asian sweet. And my friend bought me a box of Matai and she was like, oh, you know, you just had a baby. And I was like... It was so extra, but like... No, it's not. And that's the thing. Look at this. Like, even you saying like that is extra. No one would say if a baby is born, like giving them that baby gift is going to be extra. (laughs) She's my baby. Yeah, it's your fur baby. And you... You should you should enjoy that. That is beautiful. Do you want to do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about your culture? If in case some people don't know you. Yes, for sure. So I am South Asian and more specifically, I am have Pakistani heritage. Um, So it was it's just really interesting as well, like the cultural attitudes that come to for me having a career, a certain career, like, you know, running my own business, being a really successful businesswoman, but actually the priority for me is still, I get asked a lot about is, um, when you get married, you know, I've been in a relationship for almost 10 years. Well, not yeah. almost, it's been 10 years. <laughs> um, you know, when are you having children? When are you just going to settle down? But I also find a lot, not just across like my culture, but a lot of even friends as well, they tend to kind of also belittle what I do as well. So I remember like last year, someone said to me, oh, how's your little business doing? And I was like, little business? I was like, <laughs> you know what? Successful. Like I was like, we've yeah. just been valuing seven figures and you're literally trying to belittle me into this little like corner of little business. So it happens quite a lot in terms of like the value. Well, people's values are very different and I, and I understand that. I guess it's going to be something that we talk about today, but yeah. Um, yeah. Did that? Did this comment come from your family or from friends? No, it was, it was a friend. It was a friend. No, but also, I think it's very different. I mean, it's when you have um, worked for, let's say, in corporate all mm-hmm. your life. Well, for your working life, I think it's very difficult to understand what goes into setting up, well, creating, setting up, and running a sustainable business. That's true. That's well, you know, I've been doing this for seven years now. Like it's 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 taken on a life of its own and it's interesting to see people's reactions to that. I don't think they realize how much goes into it yeah. um, and also sustaining that growth as well. Like it's, it's very different to just having a very traditional career and mm. um, working in corporate or working, whatever it, 
whatever that looks like. Yeah, because you're not only an employee, you are a CEO, you are a the CFO, you are the marketing manager, especially when you start out, everything you do, you do by yourself. And this comment, and I feel like it's a perfect segue into the episode today because we're talking about how to survive the holidays, Christmas, whatever you want to call it, without yeah. having a mental breakdown. And yeah. one of the things is truly the questions. I and mean, we, we're going to get into all of this a little bit later. Um, but yeah, it's it, the, you're doing your own thing. And if people don't know it because it's not the norm, because it's not the corporate lifestyle that people have been working in, because we have more self-employed people than ever, because people are waking up and they're realizing, no, self-employment is not the 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 less safe option of working it's more yeah. about like are you going to support your own dream or are you going to support someone else's dream and that's both it, is it. okay you have to be yeah. comfortable with it but yeah there's like the little business comment i got this as well and i was like well my little business helps me travel the world so i'm okay but yeah um leah to to first of all I absolutely, I feel like most of the unpopular opinions that I get on this podcast, I'm kind of like, that is not unpopular with me. <laughs> I was like, I am fully like, I'm, I'm fully supporting this. There have been, I think there have been a, one or two where I was like, no. For example, do you still use Snapchat? I do, but only to speak to certain family members. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. Because I, my own, like that was an unpopular opinion of, of one guest. She's like, yeah, I love Snapchat. It's my favorite Look, app. I'm like, I think if you want to, if you want to get into it, like I can give you unpopular opinions. <laughs> okay, maybe we should do like another episode just about unpopular opinions. At one point, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna accumulate them and just throw yeah. them out there and be like, okay, guys, discuss. Um, yeah. But first of all, so to get into the episode, Leah, what does Christmas look like in your family? So Christmas, even though we don't like celebrate Christmas in the traditional sense of yeah. the world, word, world, word, Both. Um, it's a perfect time of year for where all of my family has time off. And so we, we come together. So it's me, it's aunties, it's cousins, it's my sister, it's our partners, it's all, we all come together and it's a lot of fun, but it also can be really intense as well, especially mm -hmm. like I've been on a really intense therapy journey for the last couple of years. And I guess coming home for Christmas is a really good way to kind of practice what I think I've learned. Oh the my tools God, yes. But it's very difficult because I don't know if you find this too, but when I go home, I I regress into a teenager again. I'm 16. Yeah, literally. You don't understand me more. No one listens to me more. But also, yeah, but you know what it also is? It's also that like, it's not the fact that we are turning 16 again. We are being treated like we're 16 again. Like, for example, like I am spending this month, this whole month of, uh, of December, I'm spending the whole month at my mom's place. And it, like, it, it's, it, it's just, yeah, it, it, it's like, I'm 16 again. Where are you going? When are you coming back? We're going to eat it. today at six. Are you going to join? Yeah. And then I, I'm almost like expected <laughs> to join. And then yeah. my whole like healed self is like, but no, Elena, set your boundaries. But then I find myself like retreating into this version of myself again. That's just going to be like, nah, I need the harmony. So I'm just going to shut up. Um, yes. But is then it? when I speak up. I try to do it in the way that I've learned and that I have like educated myself in like nonviolent communication, but that doesn't always work. But like oh, you turn 16 again. It's like, it's, it's okay. really weird. Yeah. I think what's really important is that we take responsibility for our own emotions. Yeah. And I think also we learn how to protect our peace. Mm -hmm. So like you said, like for you, it's like, how do I find a harmony? But I think it's like, how do you regulate and how do you find your, um, how do you protect your, so, okay. So how do you regulate and how do you protect your peace? That's literally the only, the biggest piece of advice I can give to people. And that looks different for everybody. So it's about like looking at your energy. How do you ground yourself? Is it meditation, visualization? Is it alone time? Is it being really clear on boundaries? Mm -hmm. um, how do you bring about that sort of inner calm? So you're able to deal with very tricky, challenging relationships. And that's, 
I feel the hardest part because show me the most grounded and most aligned person sent them home to their family. I promise <laughs> you they are not. No one, no one in this world. And that's the thing. Family can rub like they know how to push your buttons. And most of your family, because when do we usually move out? Like 18, 19, 20, something yeah. like that. We go to college. Maybe we, we, we just, we go into a training or something. We go traveling. So yeah. most of our family only knows us, knows us from when we were teens. And That's so, and, and then you come back and you're like, but I changed. And for them, it's a huge change that you went through. For us, it's gradual. So the people that, that are really close to us all the time, they're like, well, they are witnessing it every single day. So obviously for them, it's not just a jump. But when I yeah. first came back, when I, a therapy journey, like catching on to this, um, when I came back, when I had gone to therapy, I was just like, no one understands me. But at the same time, I had yeah. more of a, calm to myself but even that is challenge and I feel like it's especially during the holidays because whatever differences you have with everyone like in the family not everyone gets along in the family I had a time when my dad and I did not have a good relationship and it then at Christmas everyone is kind of expected to get along what what is that about that's, yeah, I found that really weird because it's almost like we're supposed to forget everything, all the stories and experiences and just pretend that it's like, um, it's Christmas. We're family. Yeah, but it's also like we're all very complicated individuals. And then when you bring it all together, plus, again, all those stories and experiences of our past, of course, it's going to be a melting pot of drama and almost misery. Well, depends. Sometimes, you know, you can have a really good experience and sometimes it's really hard, but mm -hmm. I think it's important to remember that we're all on our individual paths and we can only meet people as far as they've met themselves. Yeah. And that can be really difficult to remember because, oh. I mean, especially as you get older, I mean, I've noticed this, that, you know, you begin to see your parents in a completely different way. God, Yes. I could, I could fill a whole episode with this. <laughs> yeah, for it, sure. It's what, what happened with your parents? Like, how do you see them now versus back then? Well, it's my mom and I think mm -hmm. it's, well, it's just my mom, but I think it's interesting because I, I used to like, she's always been superwoman to me. She you know, she's a single parent. She's always been superwoman. But then I think recent, not recently, but over the last couple of years, I really began to see her as she gets older. Yeah. Like, you know, she's also got her own flaws and no one's perfect. She tried, she did the best that she could. So it's very easy, especially when you start therapy, it's like to blame yeah. everything on your parents. Right. But I oh, think yeah. like she literally, like she did the best that she could. She was literally my age now when she had two kids and it's like, you're, you're able to paint a bigger, broader picture of an individual rather than what like you thought they were right yeah it's Does not that as, make sense? it makes perfect sense you no longer see them as like oh my mom is doing all these things to like to make me feel miserable it's more like okay that it doesn't come it, it doesn't come with malicious intent it's more like they grew up not having certain things they That's and we what we have to remember yeah and what we have to remember is they are doing this for the first time as well that was something i read the other day and i was like oh she is also our mom my mom's also was also a single parent and our moms were doing this for the first time they're still doing everything they're doing for the first time it's not there is it's their first rodeo i mean i do believe in reincarnation and all this and the soul not going away but Sometimes it makes me be a little more kind with myself and my mom. Yeah. Because we, Leah, we push each other's buttons. We know exactly what, what, like how. And to unlearn that, that was hard. Yeah, it really is. I mean, relationships as a whole are very complex things. There's a lot of give and take in them. And I think... Um, setting boundaries with people that you've never usually had boundaries with before can yeah. be really difficult because even when I, you know, I've had some feedback from someone in my family, um, who said, um, that I'm coming across quite bitchy. And I said, am I being bitchy or am I being just very clear in my communication? 
And she didn't know what to do with that because she's a lot older than me. She is very used, well, she knows she practically raised me. So I think for her, it's very difficult to see me as a woman being able to voice my opinions, but also set boundaries with people that, again, like I've never had to set boundaries with before. And that is difficult. But I think it's important. That's why self-regulation is key here. And how, again, how can you protect your your peace? And what does that look like for you? How do you do that? God, like I'm still working. Pro- <laughs> we're like, we're like preaching, <laughs> preaching, preaching, preaching. How are you doing? Well, I have no idea. Tell me when you find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair, meditation and um, having alone time is really mm. helping. So I think, uh, I mean, I've had a, a like I've been meditating for years now, um, and it's really helped me just kind of come back into the moment yeah. and. Um, and really got me through actually some really difficult periods, especially over the last couple of years. So meditation, but I also think as well, having alone time. So like not everything has to be a group activity. I'm going to go for a walk by myself or with my partner, my dog, like whatever yes. it is. Um, but I think for other people, it's like finding what that looks like for you. So is it, you know, staying in a hotel? Is it um, being very like mindful about how much alcohol you're consuming? Um is it also, I think for a lot of people and, and especially in the work that I do as well is around how to have more inclusive communication, yeah. but also how to kind of give and receive feedback, how to have a more open dialogue when it comes to very challenging conversations. And for a lot of people, you know, especially like in our sort of millennials, like in our sort of um, our generation is we're a lot more sort of open-minded to the way that the world works. So when you go home and you're with your racist grandma oh or God. your homophobic uncle and they're saying things, it can be very difficult on how to manage those conversations because it's like, I'm only here once a year. Is it worth bringing it up? But I definitely always come back down to there's, um, it's a privilege to be able to speak up, but also when it comes to being an effective ally to those marginalized communities, you should always try to speak up, but also you have to meet people where they're at. Mm. So you can't just go in there all guns blazing, like you're racist. This is inappropriate. You can't say that. It has to be like, okay, that's your view, but also have you this point of view like really meet the people where they're at and you know what I've been struggling like honest honest to god like I've been struggling with this because um there there have been moments where family occasions not necessarily always Christmas but whenever there are family occasions my mom's like before that pulls me aside and she's like can you not start a fight today like can we can we just like because you know these TikToks where it's like when the mom says like this and this and then the people come in like to the, some like catchy sound and it's just like LGBTQ, Black Lives <laughs> Matter, feminism. And I was just like, that's me because I feel like me and my brother both. And I, I also, I, um, I attest that to my mom as well because she raised us in a very non-racist way. She always said, treat everyone the same way you want to be treated. And I mean, that's like the bare minimum, right? But I cannot stand up for this when when someone is being racist. Like I want to go in there guns blazing. Yeah. But then I it's so hard for me sometimes to and I feel like this comes back to this whole like take like take people how they are at that moment and like where they're at in their journey. That is so hard because you know and, that it's not fair what you're what they're saying. And I mean, and especially where I'm from in like a small town, there's so much racist lingo still going around and sayings yeah. on all of this. And it's 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 this um what do you call it? Not subliminal racism. What am I what word am I looking for? Implicit. Yeah. I have a German word for it and I don't have no idea. Like it may be basically like everyday racism, like the one that doesn't that we don't necessarily catch at the first glance that has become so so like normalized. And yeah. when these things come up, like it's it's so hard for me not to say something, but at the same time, of course, like I don't wanna make this whole like I don't wanna be the quote unquote and I didn't coin that, I didn't call myself that, but dramatic one. But that yeah. is the thing. I'm then always made to be the person when I speak up about feminism, when there's a misogynistic joke, I'm just like, that's not funny. Like, why, why do yeah. you think that's funny? So then I'm ruining the mood. Which is like, yeah. what? Like, and that's why I think Christmas has such a high potential for having a mental breakdown. And that 
part of this episode because when you're in this and I feel like we are in a bubble we are in a bubble especially when we are from when we are living in bigger cities it's it's so much easier to find your bubble the the liberal bubble the you know like the basically the (laughs) non-racist lgbtqia including feminist bubble and it, it that for me it makes it hard sometimes to go home no i think it's interesting what you were saying about like being called that person um what I think is important though is that you also have to look at the mindset that you're in when you are about to speak up about yes. something. Because for some people it is are you doing it because you want to hurt somebody? And not hurt somebody else in like embarrass them, but like you just want to like kind of get your own back kind of way. And we all we all have that where it's kind of like you hear something, you know that problem, that person's problematic and you're ready to attack. So what mindset are you in? Are you ready to attack? Yeah. And are you ready to kind of get your point across? Mm. Or are you actually ready to enter a dialogue with someone in the hope that you can not change their mind because that can be very difficult, but you can just plant some seeds to inspire a new ways of thinking. So I think it's really important that you check what mindset that you're in. Yeah. And we, we, we always fluctuate between both sides of that coin, right? Where we want to just get our point across or we are open to having a conversation with yeah. somebody as well. So it's very difficult because we also really have to check ourselves in that moment. Even yes. though your intentions may be best, maybe like, well, like, oh, I want to speak up for this community or whatever. You have to check what your intentions are and make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. You're yeah. not doing it just because you're trying to get one over on somebody. Yeah, no. I believe it always starts with with the first that you mentioned, which is like standing up for those communities when they're not in the room. And then when you realize that a dialogue is impossible, sometimes like, of course, like we're all emotional beings. So when I realize like there's like the seed that I'm trying to plant with this, with this um, observation or in this dialogue, it's not hitting like fruitful soil, then yeah, I have a decision to make. Am I gonna like basically just like nah? I'm gonna finish this. Like I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna stop this now. This this doesn't yeah. make sense. And also what you said of like checking myself. Not only am I in the right mindset to have this dialogue, but also am I? Is this actually good for my mental health right now, yeah. or do I have to like pull myself out of this right now and just yeah. like erase myself from the equation in that moment and that's yeah. quite hard sometimes with all topics that have to do with um with marginalized communities basically yeah and um to yeah. get whatever that looks like as well though because obviously that looks like that looks different for whatever country you're in whoever you're talking to but I also i think it's important to see like again like what i go back to saying protect your peace yeah and so it's like do you have the capacity to have that conversation or to you know open that kind of worms with that person yeah or is there a more effective way that you can do that and it doesn't necessarily have to be around the dinner table could no. it be a one-on-one conversation afterwards or something later on i think it's really going into this with as much self-awareness as possible and i think this is why when it comes to again regulating yourself it's about building that sort of self-awareness as to okay what makes me tick what's going to really piss me off what's going to fly me off the handle before i even have time to check myself and so this is why it's so important to understand yourself better so then you can better understand other people right and i think when you then put into an environment where you are regressing into childhood and you know, cause also it's interesting. Like, um, you know, I feel like me and my sister, we're both in our thirties now, but like we can fight, like physically fight. Like we are teenagers again. Yeah. Or we will be really nasty with each other. And then I get angry at myself thinking, Leo, you're better than this. You've done so much work. Why are you kind of going back into that sort of really petty, awful name calling? And it's because I can. And it's a really dark side of you that you have to check because it's so easy to kind of just slip back, right? Exactly. And it comes down to like you, the only thing you have in control is how you react. You will never be able to control the people around you, what they're saying. You only can control how you react. And that comes back, as you said, to regulation. And for me, it's also, I need to take a walk. I need to go to the gym. Thankfully, it's like really close to my home. But that those are the things like I need to do something active, something physical to get yeah. the emotions working in my body. But Leah, let's yeah. say, okay, let's say we're at the dinner table, right? 
we're in that moment. And then we have, first of all, let's say, what are the questions that you have been asked in recent Christmases or like that friends of you have told you about what they have been asked around the dinner table that absolutely like drive you nuts? I think it's just the stupid flip away comments. Um, I'm just like, God, you thought you were better than that. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be about something like huge, like racism or homophobia or transphobia. It could just be something really stupid that they've done. And it's just like, literally get a grip. It's just not that important. Yeah. For them, it really is. But for me, it's like, that's literally not important. So I have to check myself in that moment. And yeah. it's really hard. I'm like, this is just petty, small town bullshit. <laughs> you know what? Like I asked, I put like a last minute poll um, on yeah. uh, on my story. So in like some of the, some of the comments. So I basically asked them, what questions are you always asked on Christmas that drive you nuts? So um, a couple of those were, do you still like your work? Um, do you have a boyfriend now? Um, yeah. Why is why is this important to you at Christmas? Like, why is dot 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 important for you at Christmas? Like, um, spending time with the family or like seeing your friends. Um, yeah. Other questions, like the one I have been asked so many times, is like the boyfriend question, which is like, oh, yeah. like your brother is in a relationship. Like, um, when are you gonna have a boyfriend? Or what I was like, what is your five year plan? When are you having kids? When are you gonna get married? Don't you want to settle down? You know what I did one year. I literally, one of those questions came up again and I just like stood up and I said to the whole table, I was like, okay, listen up. I will tell you, believe me, you will be the first people to know about my big milestones. When I have a boyfriend, when I'm getting engaged, all of this, you will know. Until then, I don't want to hear those questions anymore. Yeah. And That's a really good boundary to set. I love oh that. my God. And I need, like, I, I wish I wouldn't have needed to set it in that manner because yeah. as you said, I was also not really happy with myself. I was like, I don't want to lose my temper in this. I want to do this like out of like a mindset that's like just setting a boundary and being calm about it. But then again, why should we be calm about it? That's like such a thing that we tell women. It's like, yeah, just like, communicate it in like a kind and calm manner no I don't like I was fed up because I don't want to because the implication that comes with these questions is there's something lacking in your life you're not doing yeah. life right and that again enforce reinforces this timeline that us women are put onto and I, I just thought I don't fuck with this anymore and so yeah. ever since then no more comments that's it. But I think that's really important as well. Like you said about how as women, we're expected to react and speak and do things in a certain way. And I think if you are fine with speaking up in a certain way, then you, you should do that. You should be yeah. very clear. You can be as sort of um, aggravated as you as you want in those situations. I think it's uh, it's such a, a fine line in how we approach these things and how it sets yeah. the tone for the rest of the time, the rest of the time that you're at home so uh I think it's just about knowing yourself in terms of like are you ready to deal with the consequences of the fallout and what does that look like but I also think as well it's important to have some kind of comebacks in your back pocket so when these questions do come up you are so ready to just like okay wait shall we shall we do this shall okay I'm gonna name my five favorite ones that I that I wrote down that I got here and we come up with comebacks Shall we do that? No, but I'm not, I don't think I'm witty enough to come back. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm one of those people in the shower the day after. I'm like, oh, I should have said that. Like I'm <laughs> in the moment, I'm really bad. I'm the same way. That's why I'm like, I wish I could be like a comedian. Like I wish yeah. I had like, I have comedic timing. I know that, but I wish I could be a comedian. But I don't know where people come up with those comebacks. There's one German comedian. Her name is Hazel Brugger. She comes up with the most random stuff on the spot and it's so witty it's so clever and you're like where does she where did she pull this out of right now but okay but we can do this we, we're gonna do this together okay so but what about if it comes across like more nasty than it comes across as witty well you win some you lose some <laughs> Okay. We'll not say a disclaimer. If you use these, we're under no responsibility. Yes. So like you you cannot sue us. Um, we are just, we're not responsible. You, you do, you use those. Um, okay. So, um, what if, let's start with this question. Um, 
<laughs> Are you planning to stay single forever? If it's Christmas, you could just say the only relationship that's important to me is Jesus Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Take that one. You know, mom, the only relationship I need is the Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. Exactly. <laughs> I love that one. That's a good one. Um, okay. What about... Um, when are you having kids? It's such a horrible question because I think also oh. as well, like one is the pressure of like, okay, you're expected to have children, but two, what about if you're having like reproductive issues? Thank you. Because who has reproductive issues? I would, depending on what, what mood I'm in, and that's why I'm saying we have to always like check ourselves. Am I trying to punish or am I trying to actually like have, have a, a conversation? Because I would literally be like, well, I'm having serious um, reproductive issues, which are affecting my chances of having kids. Uh, so do it super deadpan and make them feel really uncomfortable. But I think sometimes some people need that kind of like uncomfortable feeling so they don't ask that again. Yeah. Or just say, I think that's a really inappropriate question. I love or that. Or just kind too. of tell the truth, which is I don't want kids. Yeah. It's really hard, I think, for some aunties to, to hear that because they're like, well, why not? And I'm like, uh, environmentally and sustainability and this and yeah. that and this. You know what? So. I think the, the witty version of that would be if someone asks you, when are you having kids? You're going to be like, when the government decides to pay for childcare. So. Yeah, exactly. Boom, <laughs> if, that if that happens, then like more than willing to. Also, the other day, I saw something that said um, when someone asked if you if you want kids, like, you know what? I I would love to be a dad. A mom? Not so much. And yeah. it's like that that is the thing. It's like if I can be a dad, then yes, then I'm gonna have kids. If I'm gonna be yeah. the mom, then nah. I think I'm good with like one job. I don't need five. That's it. That's it. I think it's um it's such a uh... I'm in a bit of a bubble though at the moment with a lot of my friends who've who are actively choosing not to have kids. I know so, so many it, as well. Yeah, because yeah. also all all like, like my parent friends they just look knackered. I'm just like, but okay. That, besides the point, I have a really uh, fulfilled, happy life. I love doing what I want when I want, and I love I love my life. And yes. kids don't fit into that picture, but also. You know, there are a lot of environmental sustainable reasons why I don't want children either. Yes. So if I choose to do it later on, maybe I'll adopt, but it's just not something that interests me. So do it, do what feels good for you. But for me, it's just not yeah. something and that that's I'm perfectly in. fair. Mm, it's not just not a good question. You just, you shouldn't, you shouldn't ask that. It's intrusive. And like, as you said, but we will get those questions. We will get those questions because not everyone is as reflective as a lot of people and so you will get those especially i feel like in small towns it's like very gossipy um because that's the thing that's going on and i'm not shitting on small town life because like i enjoy being home and having like a little bit of time out from the big city but the gossiping is truly and it's like it's it's ruining your mood it's not affecting the other person directly so why are you doing it um yeah one more that i would love to for us to come up with a comeback um Let's see. What do we have here? Mm. Ooh, you know what? We're going to take the one that you you brought up at the beginning. So how's your little business going? Okay. <laughs> I just kind of come back with uh, the facts about my business, about how well it's doing, and actually undermine their undermining comment showing how brilliant my business is. And you're like, you're like, when someone asks, like, how's your little business doing? It's like, well, seven figures feels really good. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Going on my fifth vacation this year. So like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. And I think it's like, again, arming yourself with those little comments in your back pocket. So you feel ready yes. to answer those, those things that you know will trigger you in some kind of way. Yes. And I also think have your emotional support bestie on speed dial just like maybe if you maybe get together with your best friend if you know that they're maybe they have a great relationship with their family and they never get those comments or maybe they do so uh, during the christmas dinner it's like excuse yourself to the bathroom have like a little renting session with with your bestie and then yeah. return or go for a walk walks like uh, walks are so underrated i mean we all did it during yes. covid but walks are 
incredible. And without music, just like go out without your headphones. Yeah. Take a walk. That's why, I mean, that's why they say in a fight, like take a walk, right? Because it, it clears yeah, your head. But also you just, whatever it is to like have a state change. So whether it's like, I don't know, washing up, playing yes. a game, with your dog, reading a book, going outside. Like there are so many things that we can do in that moment to just break the anger that we may be feeling at that's in, in that particular moment. So yeah. And also remind yourself that the most of those comments again, are not malicious intent. Most of those comments, <laughs> your family, and yes, are they sometimes not like well-phrased, those questions, but it, even the questions, when are you going to have kids? It's more like, hey, like that would be nice because it's like we, we are a big family. The question for your little business, it's just because they don't understand what you actually do in your business. Because nowadays we have so many jobs that no one knows anymore. Like if you if you are our, our parents' generation, they don't know what all of these new jobs is. I, hell, I don't know half of the job descriptions that people put on LinkedIn. So I have no idea. <laughs> And yeah, what, what, like you're a product exactly. manager. Okay. So what, what product? <laughs> yeah, you want, like exactly. So no, it's, it's completely understandable. I think, again, that comes with self-awareness, right? So when you realize that they don't mean it maliciously, but we are just triggered in that moment. Yeah. So we can choose how we react, but that's what comes with like learning how to regulate yourself in that, mo in that particular moment. Yeah. And also if you have siblings, And you get along with your siblings, like share that with them as well. Like with my brother, that is, it, it's always, I feel like I talk about my brother a lot on here, just like in like small instances, but like, I don't know if he listens, but if you do, hi. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but with my brother, we're on the same page. So whenever something happens, we like, we glance at each other. And sometimes that even helps. He, yeah, he keeps me so grounded during Christmas. Without him, I would have had a mental breakdown like a gazillion times. But yeah. because I know that I have someone in my corner, it's so nice. And that's what I mean. Like, even if you don't have a sibling or if you don't have that favorite cousin that you can talk to, that you have someone right there in the room, beforehand, talk to your friends. Talk to your friends and you're like, hey, is it okay if I just reach out to you? if it gets too much, especially if you know, like not every family is super racist and super homophobic and all that, but like it, it, no matter what family environment you're in, it's like family, as we already discussed, family can rub us the wrong way. They know the buttons. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that as well, like finding solidarity with other people in that moment. So, you know, for example, my partner, he'll like squeeze my arm, he'll yes. squeeze my leg and he'll be like, Uh, calm down or like a don't start kind of small things um, yeah gesture but it's uh it's good to have allies whatever whatever that looks like for christmas you allies. christmas <laughs> allies christmas exactly. allies not christmas elves really christmas allies you. you literally should have been sat here with christmas hats on so sorry to everyone that we let you down oh my god We're the worst. Also, it's like, it's it's actually like, while we're recording this, it's like, wow. But when this comes out, it's, it's li Christmas is literally going to be in, in like less than a week. No, it's like actually in like yeah. five days. So yeah, okay. we should have, we should have, maybe I can just put that in, in, in the edit. I'm just going to do reels and just put on, put Christmas hats on us. Yes. <laughs> the little reels. But I think to summarize this episode, what would be your number one? tip for people out there for the listeners how to survive christmas without a mental breakdown i've said it a million times already on this episode but what i would say is learning how to self-regulate and what does that look like for you yeah how what do you need to keep calm and to stay grounded yeah. and and really just align with yourself so that you yeah. don't flip so, out yeah i love that yeah. i love that <laughs> leah at the end of each episode I also ask my guests what they are asking for a friend. So Leah, what are you asking for a friend right now? Asking for a friend. Is it okay to be selfish? I kind of want to leave this open. And I want to have an episode about this. So I'm not going to answer yeah. this right now. So everyone, yeah. um, please put down on Spotify, there's going to be a question box. Is it okay to be selfish? Put down your thoughts there. I'm also going to put it on the story so we can answer this question all together. And yeah, Leah, thank you so much 
for this episode. Thank you, Thank you for being here. This was so fun. And yeah, I mean, we always have a good time together. So I know. Thank you. We never talked about how we met. I'm like, and we didn't. You know what? I feel like at the end of the episode, we're just gonna do a quick one. Um, just basically, Leah and I we met 2016 through our mutual friend Bricks, and it was love at first sight. It was love at first sight. Big up Bricks. He's very good at bringing people together. Such a like relationship manager. Real yeah. and real. That that man, that man. Also, I just when I scrolled down on our feed, like I, I accidentally landed on the photos, and I found the one where we went to the Harry Potter experience, but not the official Harry Potter. We went to this to this pub where you can make your own like cocktails and like cauldrons and stuff. And we and we wore like capes, and um, we had like wands. It was. Oh, it was and, and we were like grown up. We were like grown women going to this. Like, but the fact oh. is, there were just grown ups in there because the drinks were all with alcohol. So basically, yeah. <laughs> we were fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I have the best time with you always, and um, I really wanted to have you on this episode because I knew this was going to be a blast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And okay, Leah, thank you so much for being here today. Also, where can people find you? So you can find me on Instagram uh, at Leah X. I'm sure you'll tag me on it as well. Of course. Um, and LinkedIn. I'm gonna really like big up LinkedIn. Like, I think it's really important as working women that we're using these platforms because they're a really great way for us to build our careers, build our companies. So yeah, link LinkedIn and Instagram. <laughs> I will put that there and um, I'm also going to link, am I going to link the other box? You can link the other box as well. So underscore the other box. We're currently taking a little mini break, but we'll be back with a rebrand in the new year. Oh my God. So stay tuned guys, because this is incredible and you need, 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 need to follow Leah for everything she does. All right, you guys, now we want to hear from you. What are you asking for a friend? What are the questions that you are sometimes too afraid to ask? Let us answer them. I'm your host, Elena. You can find me at Elena Megan on Instagram. Um, also listen to this podcast on Spotify and Apple podcast. That was it. I was like <laughs> Amazon music. No, <laughs> on Spotify and Apple. And I see you in two weeks with a solo episode, you guys. So look forward to that. And until then, thank you again, Leah, for being here. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Bye. Christmas. <laughs>